This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. I don't I don't know. It did it didn't bug me at all. I didn't think it was like out of place. Of course it didn't. I get <laughs> How dare you? Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrors Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you British all of a sudden or something, Laura? What happened there? <laughs> oh. What happened there, Laura? I wanted to sound different, but it that didn't was, work. Well, you succeeded. That was, that was definitely you, were, different. you were definitely different. Yeah, I don't know. I know, but I, I, reg- I regretted it. Well, it's, I thought, it's I thought we had like a, a new co-host or something like that popped on for a second. <laughs> Someone over the pond came over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Uh, and Greg, Greg, did you say hello? Oh, yeah. Hi. Yeah, I'm here, too. Yeah, yeah. You have a normal, not, sunny voice. Not, Thank not you. British. I'm American. Yeah, not British. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate you not trying to do voices. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm your host, Rob. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, how you guys doing tonight, Laura? Are you, are you tired from traveling over from overseas to come on our show? Yeah, I'm super tired. Super tired. Oh, you're like Madonna now. You lost your accent. It's gone. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she can't even like think of what to say right now. It, it was her alternate ego that came out. Iquitos. Oh, that's Iquitos. probably true. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be your stage name. Yeah, yeah. Well, how, how are you guys like in the gold room tonight? How's it going tonight? The good gold room it's tonight? It's popping, dude. It's popping. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like nobody has ever said the gold room was popping tonight. <laughs> well, we are tonight. We're popping it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I like it. I like it. Okay. We're cool, popping cool. crab shells. We're going crazy here. There you oh, go. Yeah. We got a we got a gumbo stew going on. We're cooking some shit up. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I know. I feel like Laura, you could win with so many different accents, like like sea worthy accents or something like that. You could be like maybe a pirate or. I know. Uh, can I, I redo it? I would have no, thought sorry. Boston. I would have. I think a Boston oh, accent would be acceptable. Yeah. Boston, park the car in the Harvard Yard. Okay, that's better. Okay, thank you. Nice. <laughs> that's better. Okay, there we go. All right, we'll see what other voices we can get Laura to do throughout this episode tonight. Uh, so like, we're doing a 1997s. I know what you did last summer, Greg. What have you What have you been calling this uh, movie all week? Dick Whittles, no one has time to say the whole name. You abbreviate no. it, and then you create a name out of the abbreviation, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it becomes Ickwittles. an acronym. Nice. Equittles. We're watching Equittles tonight, 1997 film. Uh, so what are, we, what are we wearing tonight? Laura has an accent. Laura, what are you wearing tonight? Uh, I think it actually might fit your, your uh, outfit a bit, you know? It might be a little bit of royalty. No, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> cool, uh, I... <laughs> I am dressed as Helen Shivers. I'm the croaker queen. I've got my crown on. Yeah, you're a queen. That's that's about right, you know? I'm a queen of something. I don't know what. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The croaker queen, apparently. The croaker, which which we learned uh, before recording here that it actually is a fish. It's a fish, actually. We were like, what the hell does that even mean? What what type of play on words? Yeah, exactly. Die. Yeah, so it's a real fish. uh, So that's makes sense then i guess uh what about you greg what do you got going on tonight i basically just rated my 
my kids uh back toys and um so i've got like a little <laughs> crab here uh i have my my hook and i'm dressed as uh, i'm dressed as the hook man so he's like a fisherman i've got a little fisherman's hat and uh <laughs> and a big raincoat on here officially named the yeah. hook man What's his name I like this little boat too yeah mm-hmm. he's a little boat yeah nice i like it i, I, like I look it. like something off of the disney channel but you know once you see this movie it you, you make the connection yeah yeah that's true that's true Good job. Go. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'm similar to Greg. I'm wearing a rain poncho. Uh, and then the same thing as Greg. I took uh, one of my child's toys. I don't know. What do, you, what do you call this game? It's like a like a magnet fishing game or something like that you play with kids. Or it's like you have a little magnet and you pick up a little fish with it. So I have yeah. that uh, with me tonight. So it's kind of cute. Uh, I'm not hook man. I don't know what I am. Fish, fish man or something like that. Yeah. Um, You're that old man fish, fisherman that gets that unfairly gets tackled. tackled. <laughs> oh, tackled. <laughs> That's true. That's so bad for that man. He looks like he's having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. I, in that scene, I, I watched this movie. I just uh, watched it for the second time right now. I, and that scene was the last scene I saw before we jumped on here. I was like, did that guy like literally like have a real heart attack? Because I'm like, that was pretty good acting of that guy yeah, in that moment. I know. <laughs> or was he just like, this is my moment to shine. I'm going to act like I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> Let's Either way, it's ladder. so odd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's me tonight. I'm the heart attack man tonight. Uh, so, uh, so if you guys have been, if you guys want to see these pics that we're wearing, see Laura's queen crown. Uh, you got to check us out Instagram and Twitter at Conjecturing Pod uh, for both. And uh, do, are we wearing any merch tonight? I'm wearing my two three seven shirt. I'm wearing my my shining shirt. Laura, do you have a? Oh, I on? am. I am wearing our Go Get Me a Beer Bob tease. Nice, nice. Greg, you wearing anything? It. You wearing? Some I'm conjecture- not, but I, I'm drinking out of my Conjecturing mug again. Conjecture mug. Oh, I was yeah. gonna ask if you were in Conjecture Undies or anything like that. No. Do we, do have, we have those? Because uh, I need that. <laughs> you need those. You need some <laughs> Conjecture Undies. Conjecture. Yeah. These, yeah. <laughs> you need to get some of those. Okay. You nice. know you've gone full merch when you've got the the undies. You got the undies going on. All right. Well, we'll see. we got to start working on that on the side then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see any of this merch, you got to check it out online. Like a tremors uh, theme is appropriate for that somehow. <laughs> Put a big tremor snake on the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I actually wouldn't wear that. <laughs> oh, oh, you wouldn't wear that. All right. <laughs> I'll design one for you, Laura. It'll be very female friendly. It'll be okay. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put like right. a like a midsummer flower in the front. That'll be better. You know? No, 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 <laughs> no, that was not appropriate either. Okay. All right. Well, we'll figure it out guys. Don't worry. Just get excited. We're going to have on D soon. Uh, right. you could, you could check out the merch tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. Uh, so let's see what we're drinking tonight. Now, let me get the drop going here. What's in the cups? All right. What are we drinking? Croaker queen. We are drinking a Bay breeze because they are in North Carolina on the coast near a bay. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, a Bay Breeze is made with cranberry juice, pineapple juice, vodka, and lime. And it is fucking fantastic. Clearly. Very tasty. Very tasty. Yeah. yeah. I like it. This, this might become one of our like uh, feature later pods, one of our favorite drinks. It's super like refreshing, actually, you know? Yeah. Like yeah Lord, don't, don't shortchange yourself on the name. Like that was one of the things I picked up. You know me, I, I'm really big on like rain and atmosphere in movies. I mm. loved how this movie, you could feel that Bay breeze. Like anytime anyone walked you on really the beach, could. I just, I wanted to be there. So this was a, an appropriate drink to choose. I like it. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Greg, you just love all liquids, don't you? Rain, <laughs> like beach water. You like, it makes you feel no, the movie more, right? He wants yes. cold beverages, cold liquids. Mm. 
cold liquids. Okay. Yes. There you go. Interesting. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. He wants his child to bring him cold beverages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. A uh, little bit of show news updates real fast. We just want to remind everybody listening. If they like our show, please rate and review our podcast, whatever you're listening to it on. And uh, real quickly, we have a new sponsor, Amazon Music. Uh, so we just want to do a quick ad read real fast. Uh, with Amazon Music Unlimited, listeners get unlimited access to over 70 million songs, on-demand music, which is always ad-free, and are able to listen offline with unlimited skips. Uh, by signing up with our promo link, you can get Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days and can cancel anytime. Uh, so go to getamazonmusic.com slash conjecturing part to get started. And I said, <laughs> I, <didn't have> you... <laughs> I think I went Boston there at the end. Get your tree part to get started. I know. I went like Boston at the end there. I don't know what happened there. Laura's rubbing off on me. We're just going to do accents all night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> conjecturing pod to get started okay there we go all right yeah. my, my, it was a fish in my mouth or a hook i'm not sure yeah <laughs> laura disappeared she's on the floor in the gold room again uh, <laughs> laura. The conjecturing pod, huh? oh Where my you, god <laughs> drink almost uh, came out my nose oh my god oh okay it's cool it's cool it's cool uh so i don't think we got any listener comments questions any emails nothing like that uh we do have a couple of things i want to talk about real quickly from previous shows uh namely god. one being what what laura <laughs> i just know where this is going you know where this is going okay yeah yeah uh it was a couple episodes ago we did our top five secondary characters from horror movies <laughs> And uh, I threw up a Twitter poll the other day about one of the biggest debates on that episode was, uh, is Morgan Freeman uh, a main character or a secondary character? So I lit, you know, I put it up on Twitter. Uh, I let the, you know, the masses decide. And sadly, Morgan Freeman is a main character. 62% of the people voted that. 38% said secondary character. So we're going to have to have a redacted or something like that. Greg, you're going to have to go back in and pick the fat guy eating soup or something like that. I don't know. But uh what, what do you think? What do you think, Greg? You don't you don't oblige with that? I I refuse. Morgan is staying. I think this is what you do. You re you re advertise the poll only yes. to people who have heard the episode mm. and have heard Laura's rules. I'm pretty mm. sure everybody that voted had heard the episode because there was a lot of comments too about about the about the poll. One of my polls from Andrew Jara. Uh, he literally wrote the movie starts and ends with him. So that's kind of what I said in there. It's really Morgan Freeman's story. Brad Pitt's just along for the ride. <laughs> oh my god you are so backwards that is ridiculous it is literally brad pitt's story it's not really literally. i don't think so sorry and Morgan sorry freeman is is along for the red no no i'm sorry sorry i'm, you I'm gave sorry this question no context on twitter by the way so yeah, yes. i mean hey, you're a I cheater we already know <laughs> i only have 140 characters i couldn't list out your 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 freaking uh all these pages of like stipulations you added later on after the fact while recording not beforehand so mm, it's, okay. it's, i think it's you know morgan stays yep okay all right well he stays two he stays to one Okay, well, Twitter was a billion to one, so you guys lose. So sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. Uh, and then also, we want to talk about uh, last week's episode, The Purge. Brooks was on Laura's wife. Uh, how did that go? <laughs> oh, I mean, sorry, <laughs> Laura's husband, Brooks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you start the episode an hour and a half after you should start oh, the episode. That's true. We've been drinking a bit before we got going here. Um. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh. I mean, Brooks could easily be my wife. Let's be real. Oh, well, dang. That's true. That's true. I can see that. Then I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So did Br I wanted to talk to you like after recording. 
did Brooke say anything? Did he enjoy coming on? What was the aftermath? Oh yeah, he had a great time. He wants to come back. He's like chomping at the bit, man. He's chomping the bit to come back now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. Good. I like that. It was it was a fun episode doing the purge. I loved putting that movie in the trash bin. Um, I'm still waiting for it to see it on the website. That'd be super fun for me to see it in the trash bin. Yeah. Maybe let's bring him back for a movie that's actually good. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, we'll let we'll let him pick a movie next time. He can come on. Right. He can pick a movie, pick a good movie. Uh, and it'll be fun, you know. Yeah, I yeah. like it. I like it. Uh, did you like that uh, review, Greg? Was that a fun episode of The Purge? I think we gave it its fair shake. You know, it's a very iconic movie, but all of the stuff that we didn't like, we definitely laid it out on the table in that episode. So I, I was proud mm -hmm. of that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so so like we said, this movie we're doing this week. I know what you did last summer. Brooks isn't here. Laura's wife is not on with us tonight. Sorry. Oh my god, uh, you did it again. <laughs> oh, you did it on purpose. <laughs> It's called a, it's like a callback, Laura. Come on. Um, so, so why did you choose this movie, Laura? Why did you choose uh, Equital? I chose Equitals because it's just '90s goodness. I mean, it is not on the screen level, but I love the '90s, and this was one of those movies that I hadn't really rewatched or thought a lot about until we did our top five. Uh, favorite secondary characters and i was reminded of Anne Hayes as missy that's true very small role in this movie but pretty memorable oh yeah and uh yeah from that episode it just made me realize i really wanted to do this one next nice i like it's definitely yeah 90s was 97 right right at the end mm -hmm. of the 90s yeah nice uh oh still very 90s yeah maybe. yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so before we get into more of the movie here, let's do our horror segment of the week. Uh, let me get the drop going here. Okay, I got a question for you guys this week. Got a question. Uh, so this week, uh, like I said, the movie we're doing, of course, I know what you did last summer. This is written by Kevin Williamson, Scream fame. Uh, so speaking of Kevin Williamson, I wanted to have this question for you guys. Which Kevin Williamson penned movie would you pick to try to survive through and why? So we got 1996 Scream. We have this movie, 1997's I Know What You Did Last Summer, and Greg's favorite, I forgot he wrote this, 1998's The Faculty. Oh, Wait, when you no. say my favorite, what do you, okay, I'll take your, that. Your favorite movie, Greg, your favorite movie. My favorite Kevin Williamson movie? Yeah. Yes. <gasps> oh, you're going to get in trouble, Oh, Laura. my God. <laughs> what? Oh, I'll take that heat. I'll take that heat. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so wrong. Well, you wanted me to say Dawson's Creek, or what did you... <laughs> Yes, I did want you to say Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> I think even Kevin Williamson is like, bro, come on, bro. That's wrong. <laughs> wrong answer. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Between uh, Scream, I know you did last summer, and The Faculty, which movie would you pick to try to survive through? You got Alien Abductions, and then you got kind of two slashers a bit um, there. So what do you think, okay. Laura? Yeah, you first, Laura. Well, you know what? We got to start putting rules on these questions, because I'll tell you why. <laughs> Greg started this trend and I- Oh, I know why, because we're going to have a Twitter poll about it next week, <laughs> like flipping the rules <laughs> on its head. <laughs> Look it, I could easily pick this movie, I know we did last summer, and just say, hey, if I hit a man with my car, I'd call the police and I would never be in the situation to begin with. Mm -hmm. there, there you go, I survived. And even same with Scream, like, hey, don't go to a fucking party and get drunk when there are murderers out in your town. You know, mm -hmm. don't, so are don't, there rules don't look, here? Yeah, don't or... look up that flagpole. You don't need to look up the flagpole. It's okay. <laughs> what I do know is I'm not picking the faculty, not because it's a 
poor movie, but because uh, I just don't want to deal with aliens, especially bug <laughs> ones. That's gross. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, as far as usually these questions go, I like to think of it as like, you have to more or less go through the story that the characters are going through. You you can somewhat change things, but you're not supposed to be like, okay, I just wouldn't get in the car that day. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do that. You got to kind of go through the events and hope you survive. You know, you got to hit the guy with the car. You got to fucking go to the party. You got to take the phone call. You got to make some popcorn and scream. You got to, I don't know what you do in faculty. I don't know. Dissect the bug, you know. You gotta make um, the scat cat. Yeah, you gotta. Okay. You, Greg's already drinking scat cat. We already know that. He's already on board. And Greg got a horrible right. haircut the other day. So yeah. Uh, so what do you think, Laura? Now that like we have more of the rules light out, maybe Greg yeah. can weasel his way out now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then you know what? I think I'm gonna have to pick this movie. I know mm. you did last summer because I think that I have a better chance to get away from this one older guy fisherman. Spoilers. And I, oh, <laughs> now <don't> spoilers. <laughs> the whole episode is a spoiler. <laughs> well, if you watch the movie, you think it's a young guy, so you know, spoilers. Oh okay. my god! Oh my god! You think it? You think it's an actual fish? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just I obviously faculty's out. I don't want to deal with aliens, but I mm. think with Scream, that's tough because there's two killers and oh, they're and, and they're one and the same. They're not interchangeable. You can't okay. separate them. You don't really know who they are, and they're just normal dudes, psychopath dudes. And I think that also just power, too. Like, mm. yeah, your chances are definitely slimmer with two people out coming for you. So, okay. yeah, I so think I'm going to try to take on the hook dude. You're picking this. You're going <laughs> to you're gonna get on a barge or a boat or something like that. You, you like the water. You like lakes, right? Aren't you like lake, lake I mean, person, I'm not right? going to lie. I'd like to vacation in this town. It's like a cute little harbor. Yeah. I mm -hmm. love it. I love it. That's true. Okay, nice. Well, the question wasn't, where do you want a vacation? But, you know, okay. but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Greg? I think we all know Greg's answer, but uh, what do you think, Greg? What do you, what movie you do you not know? My, I, I see oh. no need to deviate from Laura's perfect answer. Oh. I'm not, I, I love the faculty. I'm not screwing with aliens. Yeah, no. I'm also not messing with two young, spry, psychotic mm -hmm. murderers coordinating together <laughs> as one killer. Screw that. <laughs> I mean, I I am taking my chances with the uh, discount store Captain Hook over here. He yeah. might be somewhat <laughs> indestructible according to this movie, but I don't know if you guys noticed, he's very slow. And yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit smarter than some of these characters. If I'm being chased, if he's chasing me in a car and I'm running down the street, I have the wherewithal to know to run to the side of the street <laughs> yeah, rather than no, run straight down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think if you... Spoilers! Oh, yeah, spoilers. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> nobody nobody knew about that car, Greg. Come on. <laughs> if you if you play the odds game and and, and deduction, um you you land on this movie. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, I I have to be the different one then like always. Um I'm going to go I'm going to go faculty then. I'm going to go faculty even though I don't like aliens. Uh <laughs> you hate aliens more than we do. I, what? I do I do hate aliens, but like to me like faculty like they're so parasitic, like I'm not really afraid of them. You know what I mean? Like it's not wow. like it's a gray alien or a brown alien or whatever the hell you want to call it from like fire in the sky. Like those, if it was one of those, then I'd be like, hell no. Uh, but like this one, it's like a parasite and they can like look like people. So it's not as scary to me. Um, so I'm probably going to pick the faculty, you know. You just have scat cat lying around so you can protect <laughs> yeah. yourself or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob just likes drugs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like scat cat. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. At I'll, least, I'll, hey, mm-hmm. Rob, at least with, with this movie, you, for the most part, know the killer when you see him. I mean, I feel like in, in faculty, yeah. anybody could be an alien. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Maybe I'm just going to be the alien then. Maybe that'll be the twist. I am the actual <laughs> alien. Yeah, so that'll be the twist in mine. And uh, that'll be fun. No, though, you, know? you can't do that. Oh, the rules. The rules you're creating last minute like normal. Okay. All right. Oh, Laura's <laughs> mm. getting upset. Uh, Shaking I'll be, my I'll, fist. I'll be I'll be usher then. So nobody will even know I'm there. Yeah, that'll be fine. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a good answer. There you go. Uh, so there's our answers. There's our picks. If you guys want to email in, uh, you know, your picks, what would you choose? You can hit email us conjecturing pot at Gmail. Or hit us up Twitter, Instagram at Conjecturing Pod, or leave us our voicemail on our website, podpage.com slash Conjecturing Pod. Uh, so let's get to the movie now. We're into spoilers now. We can finally talk about things. There's an old man, there's a car. That's all we know so far. Uh, so let's uh, let's take the wheel. Let's take the wheel of the car. Let's start this review. Uh, so like we said, we're doing I Know What You Did Last Summer, 1997 film. Writer Kevin Williamson, director Jim Gillespie. Um, I looked him up. He didn't. He doesn't do a whole lot. No. He had like a couple movies that he did here and there. Nothing great. I saw he did Joyride and I'm like, oh, cool. I remember Joyride. And then I looked and I'm like, oh, it's the short. I'm like, not the movie. So I'm like, all right. So I'm like, it's not even worth like adding to the docket. So Jim, I don't know what you're up to, but uh, sorry. (laughs) He went on a Joyride at some point in his life and he filmed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, A budget of this movie, $17 million. Box office, $125 million. So it cleaned up in the box office. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why they made sequels to this movie. I think so fast, too. Um, can you guys, I want to ask you guys, we, we did this a long time ago in an episode. Can you, do you guys remember the titles to both sequels? Oh yeah. You remember Laura? Mm-hmm. Okay. Laura, what, what are they? I still know you did last summer. Okay. Wait, wait, and... wait, 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 wait. Greg, do you remember what the third one's called? Oh, uh, you're going to me, huh? Yeah. Cause you were the one that didn't know it back in the day. According to my recollection, I know what you did a couple of summers ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I always know what you did last summer or some shit. Yeah, it's it's right? a it's, I'll I'll now always I know why know I forgot it. You did last I'll time. I forget always it. know what you did last yeah, time. Yeah, not Greg's one. Like I I remember what you did last time in the field or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's the that's the two sequels. Like I said, this movie made so much money that of course it got a sequel. Uh, the third one actually was straight to video too. So and it has like a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's not a. I've never seen it. I feel like we need to review it one day though because I've never seen it and it would be actually probably funny to watch. That's straight Patreon content right there. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Okay, Laura, you want to do interesting facts? All right, let's do it. Okay, the most famous scene was conceived by a fan, a kid at that. It's the line I'm talking about is when Jennifer Love Hewitt screams, what are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for in the middle of the street? Apparently, a kid won a competition to come on set and come up with an idea to be featured in the film. And apparently, Jennifer Love Hewitt wasn't a fan of the line, but she did it anyway. And then they all found that it really worked. And it's like the most iconic line in the movie. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that thinks of this movie, I think that's the scene you think of right away. I I don't know, too, if it has the fact that, like, it got spoofed in Scary Movie. And so, Mm -hmm. like, you know, so it's just, but it's, yeah, it's in your brains of that. And it's funny to be like some little kid was like, spin in circles and fucking say this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) That's so funny. So speaking of Kevin Williamson, he actually wrote this movie before Scream, but no one would buy it. And after Scream was a success, then he had bitters and he eventually went with Columbia Pictures. So... (laughs) 
Yeah. I think a lot can be said there. We will just move past that fact and <laughs> talk about it later. Yeah, I wasn't saying it's just crazy to think that like, yeah, he wrote this before Scream. Like we watched this and you try to compare it to Scream because yeah. it comes out a year after. But it's almost like you have to look at it as like the precursor to Scream. Yeah. Like there, there's notes in this that he uses in Scream, which is actually mm -hmm. super interesting. It's almost like Scream is his is is his like, you know, revised draft of this movie and got yes. like better. Yes. You know, so it's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Much better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about much. Uh Laura's <laughs> face right now. Laura's going to be angry this episode. I think a lot. Yeah, Greg's Wait. talking about faculties better than the Scream. I'm saying this movie's better than Scream. Whoa. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! You're saying this movie's better than Scream? We'll get into it in you a bit. We'll... Scream a really good rating. Well, we'll see what my rating is. I don't know. We'll see how many fish hooks I give it. <laughs> oh my fucking god! I literally can't. <laughs> handle you right now i, I can't right. wait i can't wait one day guys a little behind the scenes right now we're talking about possibly going to video down the road maybe or something like that and i can't wait because right now laura's face needs to be seen by the general public uh, <laughs> of how about angry <laughs> it is in the fire in her eyes <laughs> <laughs> okay uh the ice inside the storage of the boat was actually made of gelatin so that Jennifer Love gelatin. Hewitt could comfortably move around inside in that scene where she just keeps messing it with the ice. It looks fake. Boat. Is gelatin in its natural form hard? I thought. I think they added the sound effects, but she yeah. was just kind of oh. sifting through Jello. Really interesting. Jello. Yeah. That's like every man's dream: Jennifer Love Hewitt and Jello. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, somebody's gonna watch. Somebody's gonna start watching that scene on loop now and be like, "Oh, okay, all right." Yeah. Now I see it. Now I see Rob. Yeah. She takes her little sweater off in that I know. scene. Oh my goodness! Little tank top, <laughs> going around. Yep, yep. yep. Oh, Jello flow, love Hewitt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, man. Last fun fact, I think you have to live on Mars to not know this, but uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. eventually got married. And although they barely interacted much on this film, this is where they actually met, was on set. And yeah, they're now happily married with two children. They're still together? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Holy shit. I thought for sure, like Hollywood marriages, they would have been divorced by now. Oh, theirs yeah. is one of the ones wow. that's lasting. It's been like, what, 20 something years? It's been a long time. Now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's kudos awesome. to them. That's good. I like it. Cool. Um, hey, can I uh, can I hit you guys with two facts? Maybe you can splice it in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. One, one I literally just looked up. You guys were talking about the sequels to this movie, and I thought it's ridiculous how they keep like adding to the title and making it longer. And then I thought, what is the longest title? <laughs> movie title that has ever existed this this movie has like seven words can you guess how <laughs> what the longest movie title is how many words it has how many words yeah uh okay greg can i just say real quick though every time you do this guessing game with us we're, we're, rob we're, and i go way over way over oh what do you all right let's let's do your over guess <laughs> i'm like 22 <laughs> i'm like it's like a paragraph <laughs> um i'm gonna go 16. Oh, All right, that's well, way too far. We're, 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 no, no, no. We're, this is where you guys hit the exception. 41 Whoa. words. What? There's huh? a 1991 movie called Night of the Day of the Dawn of the Son of the Bride of the Return of the Revenge of the Terror of the Attack of the Evil Mutant <laughs> Hellbound Flesh Eating Superhumanoid Zombified <laughs> Living Dead Part 2 in Shocking 2D. <laughs> Is 41 that the, words is that made by the thanks killing guys is that they one of their <laughs> by <laughs> james riffle i don't know who that guy is oh uh, i don't know but we got to review that movie someday guys <laughs> my jaw just hit the floor what 
we should uh, we should create an acronym for that too and see how it sounds. Oh. I don't know if it'll have the same ring. I don't as, even. Uh, I don't even think. I don't even think you could pronounce an acronym. It's too long. It would just not be like I'm a not weird... Okay, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were possessed for a second. I'm like, Greg, Greg, you're gone. What happened? We went back to Christmas this episode. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was uh, I was praying to Manamana oh, for a second. A... <laughs> Oh, oh man <laughs> all right so so uh, other trivia point and this is something that i actually noticed watching this movie did you guys notice take notice of the the house the country house the egan residence the Anne hayes house yes oh is it the norman bates house it's the conjuring house really it is yeah it looks, it looks so much bigger and conjuring Whoa. yeah really? it, it looks a little bit smaller because i think they cleared some of the landscaping in the front hmm. but the the house the structure itself is very i i knew at the moment that i they were walking up to it wow it's that two-story you have the four columns in the front the two tall chimneys on top yeah. it looks hmm. really worn down i think in this movie wow um yeah, in order to it make does. it look like that country yeah. versus when it was like more or less painted in, in the conjuring but yeah Wow, that's crazy. Dang. Wow, good facts, yeah. Greg. I like it. Yeah. Man, just pulling, pulling that out of your butt. Good job. I like it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> just conjured it out of my butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> this episode is derailing yeah. quickly. Yeah. You, uh, you had a fish hook and you dug it out with a fish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm reeling. I'm reeling, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're reeling. Oh, that is the ultimate. The ultimate callback. callback. <laughs> And fitting so well for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh man! All right, Laura, you want to do cast? Uh, we got yeah, a little. Now that you we... have everyone hooked, let's yeah. do the cast. <laughs> I don't know. Some of these names might be a little fishy. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> do you want to explain, Laura, what we did to some of these names? All right. Look at. <laughs> This cast has a lot of people that go by their full name, their first, middle, last name. And so anyone who didn't have a three-named name, we gave them an extra name. What? Yeah. We well, gave them their full name, their full, their full name. Anyway, all right. An extra name. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> we didn't make up just, the names, guys. We, yeah. we went with their, their birth names. We didn't hack into yeah. their birth certificates yeah, and yeah. add it to their actual name. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. We've got Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie, Sarah Michelle Geller as Helen, uh, Matthew Ryan Felipe. Oh, sorry. Philippi. Oh, you did it again. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> That's another thing. We had a whole like 15 minute conversation before we recorded of like, is it Philippi or, or Felipe? And I'm like, Laura, he's not like, he's not a Felipe. I tell you that much, you know? Yeah. yeah, he's not. He doesn't have a beret you on. You know what? Old habits die hard. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. All right. Matthew Ryan Philippi, or go. just Ryan Philippi as Barry. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. as Ray. Then we have Anne Celeste Heche as Missy Egan. We have John Mark Galecki, also known as Johnny Galecki as Max. <laughs> and then we have Muse the Fisherman Watson. <laughs> Yeah, we, ben Willis. yeah, he didn't have a middle name and he has a weird first name. So we went with that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good job, Laura. I like it. We got the names out. You know, I don't think we can stay with all three for a review. That'd be crazy. Um, no, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Laura, you want to do synopsis? Mm, yeah. So we've got four recently graduated teens and, you know, they're out drinking and driving. It's the night of the 4th of July. All the festivities they're attending. 
And while they're on a really windy road on the coast, they hit a man and they kill him and cover it up. And one year later, they all return to their hometown where they are now being stalked by a mysterious fisherman with a hook. God, this sounds horrible. Don't watch this movie, maybe. <laughs> no. The synopsis is horrible. Well, that's on you. That's not on that's on the movie. It's on you, Laura. Come on. <laughs> Literally, I I only spoke truth and it sounds so bad. I actually oh. love this movie, but yet the synopsis sounds so horrible. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's just move on. That was okay. terrible. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. So, yeah, so let's uh, let's get into the review. Let's get into the review. Uh, let's let's start with uh, something Laura want to talk about. Laura, you want to talk about how you watched this movie and how you had multiple watches and you were a little uh, inebriated? Oh, we're jumping into this, huh? Yeah, start yeah. away. Right um, away. Okay, well, this movie came out in 1997. I was in like 8th, 7th or 8th grade. Uh, I watched it then. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I, I said that you were inebriated when you watched this. You're no, gonna go back no, no, no. I'm, ju I'm just saying I, oh, I've okay. seen this before. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't no, ask I... your first watch story, but okay. I just want to preface okay. that. I don't want them to think you're drunk when you're like a middle school or whatever you saw this in. No, I, I okay. never got drunk in middle school. Never, no. ever, ever. No. Never, never. Okay. I'm being serious. I never did. I know. Okay. I figured that much. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I tried to watch this on Friday night and we just got super hammered and like, I don't remember it, so I had to rewatch it. But what I came to find out was that I took these notes <laughs> on my phone <laughs> that I just so happened to find today. So let me just share a couple funny notes with you guys. And mind you, this is on my phone, so I'm just gonna read it to you. Mm -hmm. You guys, your guess is as good as mine, okay? <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Opener, amazing, see the guy. Helen in a bathing suit. I need to rewatch Buffy. <laughs> Why? See the guy. I love that one. I don't one. even know what that one means right now. I don't. What guy? <laughs> I like, think I'm talking about David Egan. We oh, see him. Oh, he's sitting on the cliff. You're like, see the guy. <laughs> I thought maybe you were like. You were, so prophetic. I thought you were writing down maybe what you were saying to your husband in the moment. See the guy. There he is. No, 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 no. Wow. Interesting. All right. And then it just says, I'll let you do things to me. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What's happening now? Uh -oh. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller says that. Oh, really? To oh. Ryan Phillippe in oh. one scene. <laughs> and this is the best part. It just says, <laughs> it just says boot, but it says boo in capitals and then a little T. So you were booing that you saw the boot too? You didn't <laughs> like the boot scene? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, um, and then it says, find the guy, but I think he's dead. And then it says, <laughs> I think you're oh, like, I think you think you're in the movie when you were so inebriated. You're like, you're like on the road trying to say what you're thinking in the moment or something. <laughs> oh, this, this is the worst one though. It says, currents are strong. Freddie doesn't have any money. Ha 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 ha. What? <laughs> Freddie, as oh, in Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> it's just so messed up because you guys i don't have any money i'm not making fun of him for being like the poor guy <laughs> oh man <laughs> his I, eyes they're open okay. freddie is such a bad actor question mark <laughs> and then it says how's the snapper <laughs> what <laughs> were you, were you says, watching this at a fish joint were you doing <laughs> 
Julie James's mom says, how's the snapper? Oh, that's right. That's right. Why would you think you need to document that part? I don't understand. There's no reference. And then it says, Helen, ah, Billy. Uh, I start calling Barry Billy halfway through my notes. Uh, and then it says, Max is on the boardwalk with music notes. <laughs> and then it says, bye-bye. Billy has a hook. And then my notes stop because it says, we ordered Mexican. Uh, my husband and I actually did order Mexican food, and that's apparently when. Oh, so now you're just documenting your life at that wow. point. <laughs> just in the notes. That'd be funny if your notes were like, mm, mm, taco good. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Why are you still writing? Well, I did have one more a few lines down that says, Billy lives, but uh, no. Oh, wow. He didn't. That's so awesome. I feel like that should have been your synopsis, actually, of the movie. That, that was actually really awesome. <laughs> uh, I, Wait, I, I Rob, you're going to have to supercut that. You're going to have to, like, splice all of those quotes in there and then just replace her synopsis with that. No. Oh, no. I don't think anybody would understand what the fuck we're talking about. No. They'd be like, uh, they've lost it. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I really wish, like, I, I don't wish you to, like, get injured or die or OD, but I wish you literally could do this for every movie because it's so freaking hilarious, you know? Well, I will. I can't promise anything. I can't get that drunk every yeah, Friday night. Exactly. Just, I can't do that. No. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you can't or you won't. I will. Uh, <laughs> every once in a while. I will while. do my best. Do yeah. your best. Okay. All right. All right. Got to get that Mexican food after we're perched. I like it. Mm -hmm. Dude. Yeah. And it was so great because Brooks fell asleep. So I just got to eat his too. It was like, oh, <laughs> the best night ever. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. What about, what about you, Greg? Do you have any watch stories? Uh, did you get Mexican food? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing like that, no. No, this was my first watch. So, oh, that's yeah, right. De definitely oh, man. fresh. That's right. Like we totally forgot. We, uh, me and Laura, just uh, sometimes assume Greg has seen these like yeah. pillars of like horror movies, especially even the nineties. Man, so uh, man, so we don't. You don't even reference anything. You you know like about the movie though, right? I yeah, I knew about the movie, mm -hmm. um, and I know of the 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 character, the villain. I mean, he's he's very iconic, and you see him in. Uh, other you know movie parodies or you see him at like the not not scary farm and, and whatnot i know <laughs> of him but i just don't know the story i was never spoiled i didn't know who the killer was so nice. yeah it's definitely new for me oh that's perfect wow. I, I really want to hear your take then of like the twists in this mm. movie because i i of course have seen this movie i saw it back in the day i wasn't drunk or anything but i probably was eating mexican <laughs> food knowing me um but uh like i have forgotten most of this movie up till now so really watching this again yeah. i felt like i was watching this first for the first time I, some of the twists i was like whoa like that surprised me and i'm like i feel like i've seen this movie so i was pleasantly surprised on some of this stuff and i've seen it before so i'm really interested to hear greg's your take on a first watch perspective you know mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> that didn't sound very enthusiastic i don't think i don't think you're gonna be in line with me of being like excited about the twist greg's like uh-huh <laughs> well this is the thing i i did find myself completely you know, magnetized to trying to figure out who was the killer of the whole movie. And mm. I was sure it was Max in the first 20 oh, minutes. Of course I was like, did. I was like, you know what? It's Max. They're yeah. not going to fool me. And I'm going to hate the fact that it's Max. Then when it wasn't Max, I was like, oh no, it's going to be Ray. Mm -hmm. It's definitely Ray. And I'm going to hate the fact that it's Ray because they're so trans. They think they're being clever. It's definitely Ray. And you know, your mind almost tries to get ahead of the scene, the whole yeah. movie. And I don't know if I enjoyed that. I mean, that's something that is, is fun to do in a lot of movies. I don't know if I really enjoyed that process, but it was, 
I, I feel like I couldn't help it. You know, you're always yeah. trying to figure that out. And then when it wasn't um, Ray, I was actually pretty happy with with who it actually yeah. was. Nice, Good. nice, cool, cool. Yeah, we'll get into it in a little bit when we get to kind of towards the end of the movie here a bit. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just talk about the opening setup, ninetyness of this movie. I mean. I mean, I think right away you get very, and we just reviewed the craft a couple of episodes ago. I mean, music on the water, same exact, I think. Oh, well, actually, the craft was in the sky, wasn't it? The craft was in the sky, I think, in the clouds, or was it in the water? The opening of craft. Sky, there was an explosion. It was yeah, in, right? in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no explosion in this movie, but uh, over the water, you got the, you know, sound like metal, like some type of electronic metal band or something like that playing. Very okay, nice. I'm, I'm about to blow your mind. The oh. opener is if you mixed Lost Boys with Scream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Boom. Cool. I'll well, take that. I definitely got oh, the Lost man. Boys vibe. <laughs> well, it's it's not though because Scream's opening is like her in the house, so it's not. No, but the music of the Scream. Music. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. I'll give you a Greg. Uh huh. Okay. All right. <laughs> Great. Cut all that. that no, keeping bullshit. it in. Keeping it in. Making Laura look horrible. Uh. So. Yeah, but what did you guys think of the actual opening of the movie? And not just like the opening shot of the movie, but like, you know, setting up the characters and the beach and kind of like the vibe of where they're at in the coast. I know, Laura, you said you wanted a vacation there. So what did you what did you think of the opening of this movie? I loved it. You loved it? Yeah, I think it's great. Like it's just setting up who they all are perfectly. You know, we talk about this all the time. Like if you can quickly describe a character with the right pacing. You know, mm-hmm. we like kind of get to know them. We hear them talk a little bit, kind of hear about their background without doing it for too long. Or it's like a snooze fest. It's it's perfect. Yeah. What about you, Greg? What do you think of like, the opening of this movie? Yeah, I think you consider the opening everything leading up to the incident. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right? That's, so yeah. I, I I love the beginning. It's like I said earlier that, and to defend your Lost Boys comparison, Laura, I love that vibe, the open air beach party concert barbecue yeah. thing that everyone's having a good time on the coast. You can feel the breeze. I'm going to go back to that damn breeze. It just, it looked really fun. <laughs> I mean, wherever that, that beach is, I think it's up in Sonoma County up by yeah. you, Laura, mm-hmm. you know, um, that what? breeze, it, it looks awesome. That's where they, that's where they filmed like the coastal stuff was in oh. like up in Sonoma, like off the one freeway. Yeah. yeah. Even though they're supposed to be in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they filmed anything in North Carolina. Or uh, did they film? I think they read they filmed the actual town stuff in there. They found like a town, but all the beach coastal stuff is filmed uh, like uh, West Coast. Oh, but you know what? I will throw in that they call it Dawson's Beach, and that is a call to Dawson's Creek, which Kevin Williamson also wrote. So there you go, Greg. Very self-referential. Guys, the only thing I didn't like that I felt was a little bit awkward in terms of like the 90s ish was that beauty pageant. I don't know. I, I like the fact that her friends were rooting her on, but mm-hmm. the fact that she just kind of goes up there, she says something about going to New York to be an actress, but nothing about this scene tells me that she's actually being supported for her skills or her personality or her intellect. It's literally because she looks good in a bikini. And have, have you not ever seen a beauty pageant? Like that's mostly what <laughs> well, it this is. Quick. Well, this is what I'm talking about is like modern beauty pageants, right? Are like, they go out there and they, they have some type of social cause that they are advocating and they talk about, they have some type of skill, whether it's they play music or they'll dance or they can build something. It's pretty crazy. So I feel like, you know, modern women in beauty pageants are being recognized for a, a wider you could say a wider spectrum of things, which like, I'm not knocking this scene. I think it's cool and it's definitely appropriate for its time, but it just, mm-hmm. it felt awkward just seeing like, Oh, well, we've come a little bit of way since then. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't I don't know. It did it didn't bug me at all. I didn't think it was like out of place. Of course it didn't. I get <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> They're talking about her boobs. Like how did she get them so perky? I know. I was like I was like, that's what I was thinking. Man, you're you're Kevin Williamson, you're just you're speaking what I'm thinking. I'm like Laura taking notes, just coming out of my mind. Yeah, but uh, I just thought it was more like small town, like a small town thing. You know, I just kind of took it as that, not like an era. I took it up like oh small town. You know, like there's the small towns out there that have like, sure. you know, pig races still and like the best bull wins a prize and I just took yeah. it as like that, you know, type of thing. But uh Yeah. Yeah, but I I liked the opening of this movie. I dug it a lot. Like you said, Laura, you really see who each character is right away by the dialogue. And that's one Mm -hmm. thing I think Kevin Williamson does great is he writes really like real dialogue. Like it feels like an organic conversation that they're having. The characters are saying things. I'm like, yeah, you probably would say that, you know? Yeah, for the most part. (laughs) Well, yeah, when they're like arguing about the urban legend stuff, like having their own kind of personal bonfire. I don't know about you guys, but I've had that conversation with other people when we're camping. There's different versions of a story and you're mm. like, oh, well, you know, I've, I've heard this version and it's more, you know, with, oh, it's it's actually blood dripping and it's not a, yeah. the hook that's hanging on the handle. Like their kind of back and forth um, was a little bit reminiscent of, of Scream in, in many ways about how they talk mm-hmm. about. They're kind of like they they're meta about their discussion about it. So that yeah. seemed real. And I like that that bonfire uh, combo between them. Yeah, because yeah, I wanted to ask you guys, like normal movies, like this, especially in the 90s, the you have the trope of like each character represents like a, a teenage class. You know what I mean? You have the whole thing in the faculty, you know, blah, blah. Like yeah. I, I kind of thought like, you know, I mean, of course, Ryan Phillippe is, of course, the jock. He's the jock. Right. He's, he's the hothead. You know, mm-hmm. I was like Sarah Michelle Gellar is literally the prom queen. Like she's like the queen. Blonde prom yeah. queen. And yeah. then I took Jennifer Love Hewitt as like, I would say, you know, the smart, I don't want to say nerdy, but like she's a, wants to be a lawyer. She seems intellectual. I also girl next door though. Yes. I, I couldn't really think what's Ryan Prince. What's Ryan? What's Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> like what, what is he? What, is he like, a, a, you know, I couldn't place him in like the normal you know, faculty group of the movie of like, what is he? He's not like yeah. the stoner. He's not like the, you know, slacker. I was like, he's just like, maybe he represents guy. everybody else. I mean, his stereotype <laughs> is one that isn't always referenced, but still is fairly common. And that's like the guy that comes from the other side of town or on the wrong mm. side of the tracks. Okay. And he's like trying to fit in with that group where he's like, you the know, bad I, boy. Go, I mean, no, not the bad boy. Yeah. And this isn't a great example. I always go back to Breakfast Club, but like you did have the one guy who he wasn't a bad boy, but like, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. he definitely came from a, a worse family situation than the rest of them did. I, I so just, they made that pretty loud and clear. I just I just look at him and I'm like, that's not you. Like that's you don't come off as that anything. He can pull yeah, off. You're like, you're a pretty boy. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he can pull off the guy next door. He can pull off, you know, like, you know, like just an average Joe. But like being like the guy from the other side of the tracks, I'm like, not really. Yeah. And you would think he would be more if that's if that's going to be his typecast, then he's going to be more rough around the edges. He's going to be more aggressive, a little little bit and he was just kind of a polite little puppy the whole movie which doesn't really speak to the guy who you know if that's you know the guy that you're supposed to be it didn't it was kind of weird yeah he's kind of i feel like we just got to get into him at this point right like (laughs) i feel like you guys have a lot of thoughts about him and i kind of did too yeah yeah well i just wanted to point out one one scene though real fast just because it contradicts like what we're talking about is like 
Hmm. You know, there's one scene where he's talking about after they hit the car and everything. He's like saying, like, I don't have your guy's money. I don't have your parents, blah, blah, blah. But then like the scene where Johnny Galecki pulls up, he's like, oh, you better stop doing that rich boy act. And I'm like, wait, are you rich or not? I don't I don't know what's happening here. No, he says you almost fit in with them. Oh, you almost. Oh, OK, OK, OK. All right. OK, that makes sense. And OK, so he's a poor wiener. OK, all right. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Listen. You can call him a wiener. I will allow it because I <laughs> I like Freddie Prince Jr. Do I think his acting is great in this movie? Not really. Do I think his acting is great in other things? Eh, I, he's just... Is he Ross Geller in other movies? Okay. <laughs> this is where I have a problem. These guys have been trying to compare him to Ross Geller from Friends. And I have serious <laughs> issues with that. Is it because he's tall, white, and has black hair? Like no, what? no. It's, it's how his, he talks. It's his mannerisms. His, his mannerisms and in the opening of this movie where they're on the beach, he literally has the Ross Geller inflection. At the end of a sentence, his voice will like raise. And that's like exactly how Ross talks. And not to mention Ross is kind of a wiener you know Lord, did you not get the sound bite that Ross i sent you is not a wiener this is where i have huge he issues. is always a wiener unless he's on a break like that's the only time he ever gets angry what <laughs> what <laughs> anybody listening actually watched friends i guess laura apparently doesn't remember right now so she doesn't remember friends is my favorite show of all time then, i watch it every night for uh -huh. decades and decades so come at me Rob. Oh, then, then come you, sh me. you should have got that reference of like how angry ross gets when, on a, when they're on their break with jennifer so Aniston, yeah. you're a wiener if you don't get angry no i'm just saying through the series he's mostly a wiener unless he was on the break and then that's when he gets pissed off and it's he just, starts yelling it's the it, it's what you had said <laughs> offline robin it's, it's, the, it's the style right and now. it's the inflection okay, okay. of his voice <laughs> like you have to play that the clip that i not you know the one that i sent you guys where they're on the dock and um and, and barry is like he puts his hand to to julie's throat saying you have to take this to the grave and then he comes up to him and he's like I, I'm just imagining the voicing session of this and you know, the, his coach is like, okay, all right, Freddie, your line now is let her go, Barry. And he goes, let her go, Barry. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, let's take it again. Know. It's, it's, it's Barry. It's Barry. <laughs> Barry. I just, it, it, he sounds, he sounds like David Schwimmer in a lot of his lines in this movie. And I didn't notice it until, until you, uh, until you brought it up, Rob, but yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird. It, it's not through the whole movie. It's only the opening because then later in the movie, he just doesn't really have that inflection anymore. Um, but he's still a wiener through the whole movie. Yeah, though, he, he dropped his accent like Laura. Mm -hmm. I think I just want to say justice for Ross because <laughs> Ross is not a Friends podcast. We stop talking about him. If you watch Friends, Ross is one of the funniest characters. Like he brings the laughs every episode. Leather pants. I mean, the self tanning episode. Come on. Like. The drunk ep margarita episode where he's fine like guys he's he's like one of the best parts of friends so. oh I, I love ross but just keep him on friends and out of you know acquittals <laughs> oh my god i know pretty prince jr need to be more joey in this movie not not ross yeah he need to yeah. be a little more manly yeah or more chandler that oh. actually would have been appropriate no i don't because think ryan philippe i'm oh, sorry ryan philippe <laughs> <laughs> gonna take some work here mm -hmm. 
Uh, he was kind of like the womanizer. Mm. Oh, oh, I was going to ask you. This actually brings up fun. Let's just let's just go on a little friend spin here. I wanted to ask you guys real quick, like of the four characters in this movie, and you can even throw in Galecki if you want, Nan Hayes if you want to kind of round out the cast. Who is what friend's character in this movie? Clearly, oh shit, clearly Freddie Prince is Ross. We've already established that. Um. I was thinking definitely Love Hewitt has to be Courtney Cox, right? Oh, she's like the the planner, the organizer. And I was like, oh, yeah, Michelle Geller is clearly Jennifer Aniston. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you only call them by their middle last name, by the way. Whatever comes out in the moment. I think Um, Anne H is Phoebe. Yeah. (laughs) Anne H is Phoebe. Yeah. Okay. I can see that then. Okay. So then we got Joey and, and Chandler. You said so. You're saying Joey is Philippi, right? Just because he's yeah. like the the guy that gets the girl or whatever. He's like a womanizer, I guess you know, but like a douche. He's like the douche Joey. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean Johnny Galecki's Chandler? Who's <laughs> Chandler? Yeah. See, that doesn't work. It doesn't that work. doesn't work. Is he? Oh, maybe he's David Egan. We just don't know his character. <laughs> oh, we don't know David Egan. Yeah, we don't know the role of David. Yeah. Okay. That's sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe there's some extra in the background we can spot out that did something funny like Chandler. So okay. Oh, I want to know who fucking Elsa is because that chick is a bitch. Oh, oh my dang. god. Hmm. I don't her know. character. She was so mean. What's wrong with her? She's Janice. <laughs> Janice. Janice wasn't mean though. No, she wasn't. Oh, she's Emily. Who's Emily? Who's Emily? Yeah, there you go. Um, she's Emily from London. That was my hello at the beginning of oh, the episode. Okay, wow. Full circle, guys. Full okay. circles. You finally brought it back in. I can't believe it. It was a friend's reference. I can't believe it. Wow. Wait, who was the guy that ended up being Chandler's temporary roommate while Joey was gone? What was that guy's name? That's the guy I thought of too. He, yeah, he, he's a uh, he's Galecki for sure. He's he's Galecki. <laughs> He's Johnny Galecki. I'm pretty sure Johnny Galecki is actually on a Friends episode. Oh, is he? <laughs> he just he be himself. Be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was on at one point. Oh, that's funny. I know who you're talking about, though. It was, uh, oh, I can't think of the actor's name, though. Eddie! Eddie! Eddie, Eddie, there you go. Oh. <laughs> you're right, right. Okay, yeah. all, right, all right. Can we get back to the movie now? Oh, my goodness. All yeah, right. yeah, I mean, yeah, We've done Sorry. too much Friends talk. We lost any horror listeners we had. They're gone now. Uh, so Hey, okay. they might like Friends, and this is just like a mm. great episode. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay, I'll take a Twitter poll later. Uh, so <laughs> let's... Uh, let's uh, Let's uh we we we're talking about characters a bit. Let's get into acting. Let's get into acting then. We've already talked about the characters who they resemble. Uh but let's get into acting a bit in this movie. Uh Laura, you want to go first? You're shaking your head. Yeah, acting is rough in this movie for sure. Like it's the 90s and and I'm going to be real with you. I I'm just going to be upfront. I loved this movie 8th grade Laura and I still love it now because it has such I have such fond memories of it. I think it's great. But uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, she is really good in distress. I think her screaming is fantastic. But all the Mm. cheesy scenes, no thank you. Freddie Prince Jr., yeah, we're going to have to vote him off the island for sure. Like, it just (laughs) didn't work. I I don't think he's Ross, but Mm. whatever he is, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I thought, was awesome. She played her role perfectly. I had no qualms with her. Mm -hmm. Ryan Philippi, I don't think it was the acting, but uh, he was so like aggressive in this movie and just resorted to anger every five seconds. And I had some real issues with it. I don't know. Yeah. Johnny Galecki was so great. Okay, he's really good in this. I, I, yeah, I, like Greg said, I literally forgot he was in this movie. And then yeah. when he show, he only has what two scenes. 
two scenes, maybe three yeah, in felt this like movie. Three. Yeah. But every, every scene, I'm like, fucking nailed that line read. Like, yeah. damn. Like, I felt it, you know? It's really interesting to rewatch this in my mid 30s because I think that when I was younger, I loved Ryan Phillippe and I loved Sarah Michelle Geller and. I thought they were great. Like I wanted that couple to live and I was reading for this like hot blonde couple, you know, and I thought everyone else just sucked. That's and now as an adult, huh. yeah. I'm like, well, she's fine. Buffy's great. But like Ryan Phillippe, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He needs to be checked into anger <laughs> management with Rob. Like, get him out of there, okay. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Like Ross isn't a wiener, but, Freddie Prince is, so get him out of here. Raise yeah. a wiener. And like, I love Johnny Galecki. Why do you have to fucking kill Max? Why did you, why? He's, I, I, he's just a nice guy. I, I read an interesting fact that originally he's supposed to live. Uh, but on, oh. on one of the test screenings, the 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 higher ups in the studios were like, we need more gore. So they added the Kim getting killed scene for the beginning in the movie because there wasn't any blood. What? So that's, that's the only one. bummer. Yeah. Yeah, he that doesn't fit great. the storyline though. That's they—they they should not have done that. I think it violates—it violates the motives and the intent of the killer going way mm. out of his way to kill a guy who wasn't even involved. Yeah, because that's one thing I was trying to think too, watching this a second time. Of like, okay, well, everybody that gets killed, it's like for a reason, you know. But I'm like, yeah, the Kalecki one, like he—it wasn't even like he was in his way. He was just there and he killed him. So it was like, yeah, yeah, he's one just trying to fuck with yeah. them and try to kill off the people he knows yeah. that are like somewhat involved or yeah you yeah. know that's true that's true he killed off the best actor in this movie <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> what about you greg what do you think of like the acting uh, of some of these uh, young young actors yeah i'm gonna ignore the main four altogether and i'm just gonna say my <laughs> favorite my favorite actor is anne Hayes in this movie yes! uh, she yes! played her role so well just yes. the way that she carries herself in yeah. those scenes and Watching her performance made me realize that I like when I can feel a character's mental anguish and, and struggle mm. without them forcing it on me. You know, it's like, tell me you're internally struggling with like mental issues without telling me. I mean, she seems very mm -hmm. obviously unsettled the moment that um, Julie and Helen get to her place. But at the same time, she's trying to be hospitable to them mm -hmm. as a good host and you you kind of see that struggle because she's there by herself right but then yet trying to entertain these two strangers that she's never met and that that struggle she played it so well and i also get the sense that she's very comfortable in the way that she moves around that house and she totally feels like she belongs there mm -hmm. and you know for whatever reason i you know when you watch her in those scenes it, it she feels like the owner of that house like she's got that outdoor apron or whatever you would call it you know flip flops it's like a whole vibe that she does um and she's not even in much of the movie there's those two major scenes the first time that they uh come and visit and kind of question her about the the story then the second time when jennifer love hewitt comes back and she's actually wielding a knife and it kind of throws you off. And then when you realize she's not trying to kill her and she's just carving up some fish. Um, and again, you notice that she's very comfortably dressed in the way that she relaxes, and she's like, you know, what are you doing here? As if she's growing more suspicious, but again, still open to being hospitable to her. It just, she, she killed it. And then when the way that she reacts to that moment later in that scene where um, Jennifer Love Hewitt brings up, you know, again, the issue of her brother, she, you know, uh, Anna just gets locked in the zone of this scene, you know, talking about, oh, tattoo, it doesn't have a tattoo. You didn't see anything. Get out of here. Whatever it was. I think she was my favorite actor in this entire movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Laura's I feel Laura's so validated right now. Well, that was say? that was not one of the picks I I argued about, so I agree with you fully. <laughs> that's a fine pick. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys want to go back and listen to our top five? Uh, what was it? Secondary characters, or mm-hmm. in some parts, main characters uh, that we picked. You can go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she is she is great in this movie. She's great yeah. in this movie. Uh, I mean, she's the veteran of the crew. You know, everybody else is pretty yeah. young in this movie. Pretty young. Right. Um, but I I actually man, that's one thing. Like going into this movie like i really thought it wasn't gonna hold up like i thought i was gonna be in for like a tough sitting having not seen this and it's 20 years old and 90s and i mean we just got done watching the the craft and i was not a fan of that movie and i just didn't think it hold up and i had a lot of issues with it so i was kind of expecting to be like all right here we go again but i actually thought everybody's acting was pretty dang good for what i was expecting other than freddie prince he's I thought he was the weakest of the group, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I thought Ryan Phillippe did a great job. He's, he's yelling through most of the movie, but I felt it, you know? Uh, like you said, I thought Love Hewitt and Michelle Geller, like, great screams. Every time they scream, yes. I put in, my, put in my notes, I'm like, these are great screamers. Like, like yeah. they are, 100%. you know? They have really great screams. Um, and I thought they both did really well. And we already said Johnny Galecki, I thought was like me, like shined in this movie for having two scenes in this movie. I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Especially knowing him as Big Bang, like a funny guy. So seeing him kind of be like a little, whatever you want to call it, you know, a little, you know, down and down in the dumps or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I thought he actually did really good in this movie. Um, so I, I thought the acting was pretty good overall, you know, other than like the old guy that has a seizure, which I'm like, dude, you overacted in that scene, you know. <laughs> or did he? <laughs> or, or yeah, did he? Yeah, we got to lick him up. It might be RIP. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about like the screamness of this movie? Like trying to compare some of it to Scream. It's very, like we said, it it was written before Scream, but then it was put into production after Scream. You know, so and I feel Kevin Williamson definitely has notes of things that are similar in this movie. Um, I mean, for me, the biggest one is the whole. I mean, this isn't something he invented, but like the not knowing who the killer is through this movie, mm-hmm. like making every person you think you see as like yeah. maybe they're it. And I feel like that's very that was very prevalent in Scream. Every character you saw in that movie was like, is it him? Is it him? Then as they get you know killed off one by one, it's like, all right, who's next? And I feel like this movie did that very well. Even Ryan, you know, even uh, Freddie Prince Jr., you think is going to be the killer at one point. And, yeah. and to me, that was the whole like Billy scene and scream, like setting up Billy to be like the obvious one. When you twist it and you think like it's so obvious you can't do it in scream. They did it in this movie. They didn't. But I feel like the same setup was this. It was very, very scream heavy. I felt in this movie. What, what do you think, Laura, being the scream queen? Yeah, I, I'm not only am I a scream queen, but. Like I, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Williamson. You guys, I really am. I mean, that's why I had conflicting views. I think with the faculty, but I'm a huge Kevin Williamson fan. Like I am ashamed to say that I watched every single episode of Dawson's Creek, and <laughs> I've seen Scream probably hundreds of times, and I've seen this movie quite a few times. Um, I, I definitely don't think this is as strong as Scream. I, like that's a com- We could go on to a whole pick your poison on that. <laughs> probably. And yeah. there are so many similarities and differences from large to small scale. I feel like Greg, you said something earlier that really resonated with me like how like meta this movie is. That was very mm, scream. True. That is definitely a Kevin Williamson vibe for sure. 
But I think the big difference that I feel about this is if he wrote this first, I almost feel like he picked two killers and scream to tie up loose ends because my biggest issue with this movie is just how did this guy do everything he did? Hmm. How did he clean up scenes so quickly? How did he stage this and then get rid of the crabs and the dead body? How did he kill someone and then get rid of all the blood except for one drop? You know, and I feel like with Scream, he got smarter. He got wiser and figured out ways to make it so that when you rewatch Scream and look back, you don't ever question a kill. You don't ever question timing. Mm -hmm. And maybe it is because there's two killers, but it, it all adds up. And in this movie, that was my biggest issue was just like, how is this guy, this one guy, older gentleman doing this? It's fucking, <laughs> it's the, it's the only <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. I mean, it's the biggest part of this movie that I just think is so ridiculous. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, like uh, through most of this movie, he's kind of just slow plotting around very like Michael Myers in this movie. And that's yeah. what I made a note of like, this movie is like scream and Halloween together. You know mm. what I mean? Uh, so he's not I running. Wouldn't give it that much credit. <laughs> no, but, I, but I mean, just as fact is like the, the teens in this movie and their storyline is very scream. And then yeah. the, the fish hook guy is very Michael Myers. He's going to stalk you slowly, methodically this and that. But it is funny to think like, yeah, like he's super, slow he never runs but then like he has to run to clean up these scenes at one point so it'd be yeah. funny to see the outtakes of him sprinting across town with an, in a with like a, a slicker on and he's like crabs in his hand they're falling off the That's floor the is, he he does perform these outlandish acts in order to kill or torment our our characters right but it's like he's always one step away from just being a comedic failure like talking about michael myers you're right rob like I remember we made a joke of uh, imagine watching film of behind the scenes, like Meyer, Michael Myers, like running in between yeah. or like <laughs> skipping in between yeah. scenes. I think this yeah. movie kind of suffers from the, the same, same thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I sometimes I felt myself like thinking, Oh, he's like waiting in the closet. Like, he, 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 he. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there are these moments where if he is, when you see it, when you're actually watching it, what he's doing, it, can look so ridiculous and if he fails at it for example you know when he's like cutting helen's hair what if he yeah. just wakes up he's yeah. like oh sorry yeah exactly hair. <laughs> or you know the other thing where he's like fixing his car well what if the officer went the other way imagine him just sitting like fixing his car like no one's coming my way you know yeah. or and e even is that what the, he sounds like is that his voice i don't know that's what i imagine <laughs> or you know um that that moment where they're in the uh in the shop that, that the family owns and he's hiding under the plastic sheet. Well, what yeah. if she never comes? He's <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, imagine, you know, when you were a kid and you hid in a closet playing hide and seek and you just waited for someone to come and open up so you could scare them, but they never came. And you were just like, <sighs> yeah, like waiting, you know, I just, I imagined him under the sheet, like, yeah. like, you know, you don't see these things. If he fails at any one of these outlandish one in a million shot things, it just becomes, ridiculous you know so that is the weird thing where you go comparing it to scream scream was a little bit cleaner maybe because of the mm -hmm. of the two-person aspect like so one thing i want to ask you laura is like okay so to me talking about what you were saying rob about the trying to figure out who did it it i think it really works in scream and i, I think one reason is because of like you said rob it could be anyone around you that kind of heightens the suspense and the danger it could be your friend it could be the guy walking down the sidewalk it could be anybody and then but for me personally, I thought it was because you really care for and sympathize with Sydney. She's a victim. Yeah. Her mom was killed, right? And 
the thing is, is for, for whatever reason in this movie, it didn't necessarily work for me. One, did I care about any of these four kids? Not really. I mean, they kind of committed a, a crime in some sense. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, they like literally almost, they like kind of murdered a person. You know? They tried to murder someone. They, <laughs> it's like manslaughter, hit and run. Like it starts yeah. you off being like, you're not good people. <laughs> like, yeah. So you're not really like rooting for them necessarily. I mean, yeah, you can understand. Okay, well, it was an accident. He wasn't on the sidewalk. He's walking illegally for whatever reason. But so you don't really care about them the same way as you would back Sydney and, and scream. Yeah. And then secondly, could it be anyone? The moment you start violating, like when you get to the end of the movie and you realize why did he kill Max or why did he, you know, um, why did he spare Barry in the beginning? And he, this is the thing is, I think sparing Barry, you know, when he hits him with the car and he's like literally standing above him and then just fades to black. Mm. I think that was the worst choice because from that point on, you have this sense that the killer may not be necessarily trying to kill these guys. Like he's just trying to antagonize them and, and um, terrorize them. Right. But the problem with that is that completely dissipates the threat. Whereas mm. in scream, it was like the first chance Ghostface had to sneak up on you alone. He would immediately kill you. So the threat yes. was there. Here, he's doing all this stuff, and there's no rhyme or reason. And by the time you get to the end, you don't understand why he killed who he killed. So those two things, like you said, Laura, the the, the details don't button up in the same way, mm -hmm. and it's not as neat. And then, of course, if you don't care for, for these criminals, kids, then I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just feel like I, I wasn't – it doesn't hit you the same as Scream yeah. in terms of, um, you know, the, the whodunit thing. But – um I, the only other two comparisons that I really thought were actually well done um, in contrast to that was I, I like this idea of the, the one year anniversary of a horrific local incident. I, for whatever reason, that thing always worked for these types of movies. And I don't really know why it's like I, half of it is kind of, you know, what to expect because usually the killer is trying to repeat some kind of same pattern. But then the other half is you don't because you don't know how he's going to repeat the same pattern or follow the same ritual or whatever. But either way, you can guarantee that something's going to tie in. It's going to relate to past events. It's going to come full circle or, or whatever, yeah. have some kind of valuable meaning. So I always like that idea. I think it really works. Um, and then the other thing I, in terms of like the scariness of Scream, which I think they really got right in this movie was that scene when helen is fighting yes are we gonna call this guy what are we gonna call him Hookman, captain he's Hook? the fisherman that's he's what he fisherman. is fisherman okay <laughs> yeah she's, she's fighting the fisherman literally next to the parade walking by with the fireworks yeah. overhead and lord you know this this resembles something you see and scream all the time it's really scary and helpless knowing that you know salvation is only inches away and nobody has no idea you're there and you're being killed mm -hmm. and like that that really w was scary to watch in this movie and it reminded yeah. me of scream a lot i i feel like the all the scenes with helen induced the most anxiety out of me like oh my god i was so anxious i mean poor helen her her scenes are just rad in this movie right yeah. like she's like buffy she, basically yeah she well no she's not as fortunate <laughs> as buffy but you know well she kicked like, open she, like a police car window that was pretty dope yeah like she <laughs> She gets away from the pageant. She then run. She gets away from the cop car, which is huge. Um, also reminds me very much of Scream 2, a scene with Scream 2, where Sydney and another girl are stuck in the back of a cop car, also written by Kevin Williamson, because he wrote the second one as well. Uh, you know, she gets through that, and then she runs to the, her sister's shop, gets through that, 
you know, I, that totally reminds me of a lot of the scenes with Sydney when she's like in the car and trying to put the locks down while Ghostface is like hiding behind yeah. the car, like that anxiety. I don't have that with a lot of movies. And that, that was probably like the big similarity for me it was just that vibe. You know, th those scenes are just so great. They're so yeah. iconic. Yes. Yeah. This movie does a really good job, like suspense. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for, you know, not really having a lot of murders until the very end, minus Johnny Galecki, which we've already said was written after the Well, film. and Elsa, but no one gives a shit about her. I was like, good, <laughs> get rid of this bitch. Yeah. She is horrible. She's mean. Exactly. She's a mean girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but like, they do a really good job of doing a lot of false scares, you know, where you're, you know, Elsa, not Elsa, but uh, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar turns the corner and there's like a rain slicker on a hook and she's like, ah, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And then just, just the way the camera cuts and the sound effects it makes you jump being like holy shit or and mm -hmm. Hayes jumping you know hitting the window or jumping out of the shed with a knife so or good. a lot of those like false scares that get you um and i think they're really well done in this movie that's one thing as the super positive to me in this movie is like the pace the pacing is really good yes like it'll ramp up a scene and then slow down and have like a slow scene then it'll ramp up and give you a jump scare so i really liked the jumps uh the, the pacing of this movie and those type of suspenseful things in it i thought they were really well done which is something similar to scream they do have a lot, a lot in scream too um can we talk about like the notes for a second? <laughs> my uh, my my wife watched this one with me being a '90s movie and 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 everything, and she she had a really like uh was really upset that the exclamation point on the note she said was really stupid. Where did he says, he? "I know what you did I last summer!" Exclamation point. Yeah, it has an exclamation point at the end of the note. Like he used that. You know, I don't know. Uh, do you guys have any take on that, Greg? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, punctuation wise, it's uh, it's appropriate. <laughs> he, if he used a question mark, I think he, that would be more baffling <laughs> and more effective. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, or I think an ellipses would have been good. Dot dot dot. It's kind of oh. uh, very Ooh, foreboding. That would have been true. good. Would have been a lot yeah. better. Because I, I forget, does the exclamation point mean he's yelling the whole thing? Or it means like, I know what you did last and summer is like yelled. It's the it's the whole sentence. So he's yelling the whole thing like that. That's how he said. I didn't even realize I there was either. an exclamation point. <laughs> so. Well, my wife's a teacher, so that's probably why she noticed. Yeah, she knows, totally. she knows punctuation all the time. Maybe you could have added a hashtag in the beginning. Hashtag I know. I almost see it as like a scary, I know what you did last summer. And then like a like mm. ah you know like <laughs> oh like that oh <laughs> that should have been the note i know what you did last summer and then parentheses turn it over and then she turns it over and it's like this is boo <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's funny yeah it was it's just something like you look at the notes and, and they're they're useful in the movie you know there's a couple notes in this movie but like the writing itself like does not look like Somebody actually wrote it. It looks, it just, you know what I mean? It's one of the things where you kind of just have to suspend your disbelief in certain parts yeah. of this movie. I'm like, there's no way a fisherman wrote that, you know, I don't yeah. think so. Fisherman. I, yeah, I can't, I can't see him sitting at his little fish desk and, you know, writing <laughs> his little letter and stuff like that, you know. Um, but. Well, that's like the thing. I mean, if you really dive into this man and his story, I mean, so he like, first of all, he survived this horrendous thing. Then Which he, he cannot. Which he cannot. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> no. He cannot. No, no, Highway no. accidents are not a joke. The statistics don't support survival over 30 miles per hour for that kind of situation, especially for an elderly person. He he's he's. I'm sorry. He's toast. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. And, and then like he stalks them for a year, and then he starts messing with them and killing people here. I mean, the balls on this guy. 
Oh my God. When yeah. he steals Barry, or as I drunkenly called him, Billy all night, <laughs> uh, when he steals his car, I'm like, what the fuck? Like the balls. This is a small yeah. town. I don't know. I just was like, how is this guy doing all of this shit? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. How did he like, survive drowning, by the way? Well, I, don't I don't know. And then have you guys <laughs> seen the sequel? Have you seen the uh, no, sequel? No, I haven't. I've not seen the sequel. Oh, no, right. I, don't 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 spoil it because I really think we probably are going to review it one day, and I don't want to ruin. It. I don't want to know because I've never seen. It better it, not be wanna... him. It better not be the same guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't. We don't, talk, don't 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 look at Laura. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. Turn around, Laura. Oh boy. <laughs> um. So let's. Uh, but let's let's talk about like the killer, his plot in this movie, because you really get into the twists and turns of like I guess really not this specific killer, but like you think it's one. killer killer and then it'd be it's revealed to be another guy um greg i really just want to talk to you and see like how you watched this where you i know you were surprised but uh what do you think about the killer twist of thinking it's one person then it's another what do you think about all that again yeah i was definitely fooled i didn't give them enough credit i thought at first it was max because i thought oh he what it was was he watched them from afar when you know because he pulled up right at you know maybe a couple of minutes after they hit the guy and i thought oh it was it, it, it's him because and, and let me tell you this, the reason why i i didn't suspect it was the guy that it actually is is because he literally should have died there's yeah. no way it could have it should have been him he he got ran over on you know coast highway going 45 miles per hour <laughs> then when they toss him in the ocean you know you only have about a minute to breathe after your bones are broken especially <laughs> so i don't understand where the oxygen did he have an oxygen tank hit, hidden in his in his drawers like where did he how did he breathe <laughs> his drawers maybe uh, well he's he's fish man so maybe he can breathe underwater like aquaman <laughs> <laughs> well this that <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is like yeah he's he's invincible maybe his yeah. little like uh poncho you know has special powers that allows him to survive car crashes and drowning i mean yeah. i don't know what and then you I, know i literally actually was like oh well he spent his lifetime like working on the sea so he can just hold his breath really long he, i don't know oh he's david you know? blaine now okay yeah he can realize. do that you know okay yeah. <laughs> maybe the sequel he's in a block of ice yeah that's true but then yeah. of course Perhaps. again it's like I, I give them credit for faking me out, but then again, I, what I don't give them credit is for they do it by making him like literally Michael Myers. I mean, yeah. he got yeah. he got hit in the face with one of those large rigging hooks on the ship. I mean, and this is like talking about I can don't make me do calculations on this one. <laughs> this is much taller than where that paint can in uh, Better Watch Out was, and those hooks are like fifty pounds. I mean, he's he's dead. Um, after after something like that and then of course not going to get to the end but when that happens mm -hmm. you, you're dead within about 15 or 20 seconds so yeah but at the same time i mean talking about the twist th they do a pretty good job and like yeah i did get faked out um i ultimately thought it was going to be ray just because he didn't have an alibi and he always seemed to be missing from scenes yeah. he, did, he never wanted to go and investigate when everybody else did and if you rewatch the movie thinking it's him it could be it's like uh yeah. it, it's like identity well where is the guy during when all this is transpiring and it, it could be him so i thought they did a pretty good job with it you know except for the fact that they made some people invincible <laughs> invincible yeah. he's not invincible he's aquaman come on we already settled this debate yeah, yeah. okay all right. he's he like he, gra he grabbed a fish and used it to breathe in his mouth or something like that so that's what he did <laughs> in the water yeah but they, they do have the one scene where he's underwater and like the camera pulls back and he's like floating in there with his eyes open and i'm like oh that's that like totally like jason actually jason Voorhees, like when he's in oh, the water yeah. in one of those movies so 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you you, you got to just not think about all that stuff, Greg, in some of this movie. And but I, I, you know, watching this movie now, like I said, not watching it for twenty years, like I, I wouldn't, I, I would think I could live if I got hit by a car. <laughs> like I wouldn't think I was automatically dead. Like, did you see him? Did you see how fast they were going? Yeah, he like. Well, what if he like jumped a bit, like uh, like Jeepers Creepers, and did like a little somersault? Jeepers you know? Creepers wasn't a man. He was a fucking. <laughs> beast creature. i mean we have we, so like we have we have data on this when you're above the age of 65 the the uh the the survival rate curve like drastically changes it slopes much higher upward when you're a younger person you can you can probably you have like maybe a you know a 90 percent chance of surviving if you're oh. hit between like 20 and 30 miles per hour but yeah. you know i i i looked it up they were literally driving on coast highway which is like a 55 mile per hour speed limit and so, i think they were speeding yeah and they were speeding mm -hmm. and they didn't break if you notice mm -hmm. so i mean he's he's definitely not moving anywhere uh, anytime soon with that frail old man body so it's just <laughs> he wasn't like a he wasn't the grandpa that had a seizure on the dock he wasn't that <laughs> guy he looked like he was like you know maybe late 50s you know if anything like early 60s he wasn't 65 70 man he wasn't like grandpa yeah, he's he doesn't live. He doesn't live. I'm telling <laughs> okay. you. Well, I, he does live actually in this movie, so you have to like kind of go with that. But, yeah, uh, in the movie he does. Yeah, yeah. but uh, a person like that does not. <laughs> but I don't think he would like drown in that one scene though. When he's under the water, I I don't think he was on there long enough to be like oblivious of like, oh my god, he's holding his breath for 45 minutes. Like, well, Laura. they they stayed on the dock for like that scene was at least five minutes long. Where did he? That's reasonable. Laura can hold her breath. I think longer from that. She does it all the time. <laughs> No, Laura, you're shaking your head. You oh, can't do it. man. I just, I, yeah. It, the, <laughs> you give the craft like no cred, and <laughs> you're giving this movie all the cred, which is great because I love both movies, uh, but yeah. it's, mm -hmm. I can, you know, admit yeah. when someone's not being fair. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I really, the thing I really love about this twist and everything is the whole thing of like, you think it's, uh, what's his name? David Egan? David, David yes. You think yes. it's him from the beginning. They show him in the opening on the cliff and, you know, mm -hmm. pretty much seems like he's going to commit suicide. And then, you know, you find out later on through uh, a very thick laptop that Jennifer Love Hewitt was on <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, and she goes on like what Netscape or something like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Netscape. Is that? Yeah. I don't even know what it was. I, I was yeah. like, I don't know what that is, you know. But uh, finding out that you know, yeah, a year before that, his girlfriend died in a car accident. He was driving, so like that's why he would want to kill himself. That's why he was out there mm -hmm. on the anniversary. So like you think it's him, you know? And then you have the twist later on of like, no, it's not him. It was her father. Yeah. I, I just really like that twist. It's a good twist. It yeah. is good, and it 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 adds up very practically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's the that's the cool thing i liked about it like when you see how it plays out you go ah it actually makes sense and it makes sense why he would be out there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly yeah and it took yeah. me two times watching this movie to understand the whole like he actually killed david that night yep he threw yeah, him off exactly. the cliff i guess or something right. like that and i didn't yep. i never took that i never understood that i always thought it was just like a ploy or whatever you know and he got like a letter or something it wasn't until the second mm -hmm. time that i'm like oh shit like he killed David mm -hmm. that night because to get revenge again from his daughter, you know, then then actually the movie he's getting revenge from them running him over, you yeah. know, so it's like this guy is very he's very angry. He's, he holds a grudge, I guess, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Rob, I feel like you can attest to this, but it's it's almost like this twist is forgettable, but in a good way. Like I tend to forget that 
this guy is the killer. Like when I, like, I don't watch this movie for a long time. And then I'm like, oh yeah, David Egan, like he didn't really die. And then I'm like, oh no, that's not it. It's almost like forgettable. You rewatch it after some time and you're like, oh shit, that's right. Well, I think that's just because like, it's not like a big name actor. It's not like somebody you remember. Like we literally didn't even know what his name was. Like yeah. we had to look up his name right. and be like, who is this guy? Like, you know, yeah. Scream, you have two iconic people that have like a career and everything like that. And this is just like some guy that almost was like a stunt man. He really doesn't say anything in this movie. Oh, no, he's got some lines. Oh, he got some. Oh, yeah. Greg. Tried he, to actually, he, he thinks he is Aquaman because as soon as Ray gets on the ship, he goes, welcome aboard. And it's like, oh, oh wow. Okay. There you go. That's the Aquaman. <laughs> Wait, I don't think Aquaman has ever said welcome aboard. <laughs> Aquaman says permission to come aboard, in which case Laura says, yes, please. <laughs> God. Oh, no. And we're talking about Jason Momoa now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Can they remake this movie? Jason Momoa is the fisherman. That'd be pretty sweet. That would be out. Nobody would forget that. Oh, you That'd just got cool. Laura back into the conversation. Here you go. <laughs> I would be stoked. Oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, All right. So let's uh, let's get to the ending then, Laura. Do you want to set up the ending and we'll kind of get into it a bit? Yeah, so, you know, in the end, it's down to Ray and Julie, and they're on the boat with the evil fisherman, uh, Aquaman dude. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they prevail. Uh, Ray saves Julie, and they chop off the fisherman's hand. It literally becomes a chopped-off hand with a hook, just like in the (laughs) tales. And he gets dumped into the water again, but this time bleeding profusely and without a hand. So, you know, we assume he is dead. And uh, and now we're one year later again. So now we've got we've gotten two years into the future. And, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt is back to having bouncy curly hair again, which apparently means that she's happy because she has bouncy (laughs) hair in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then it gets straight, which is sad emo, Julie. And then it gets bouncy again. Uh, And, you know, her and Ray are together and she is finishing up her next year in college and she is about to take a shower all alone in the dorm shower and she sees the words i still know written in the fog in the mirror and she kind of looks around and calls out and no one's there and then a fisherman comes jumping through the glass and that's (laughs) it movie is over you don't know what happened until the sequel Mm, interesting (laughs) greg shaking his head over there (laughs) so what do you what do you guys think yeah (laughs) I mean, the whole like the whole ending, I mean, like I said, they do a really good job of setting up, uh, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. as like maybe the guy at the end here. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool, especially they have one scene where he talks about like he didn't know who his father was and this and that. And I'm like, OK, maybe that's setting up like maybe this guy was his dad or that's why he's working with him or something. But, uh, you know, but then when they reveal it's the, you know, the old guy and everything, I was like, cool twist. I like it. The whole boat stuff. It's kind of like whatever. It's a good suspense, you know. You know, Love Hewitt is crawling around in the jello and everything like that. And, you know, um, but it's cool too, like when they reveal that Freddie, when uh, Ryan Phillippe and Sarah Michelle Geller, like their bodies are in like the ice, you know, quote unquote ice. I thought that was a pretty cool jump thing because you don't really see them like physically die. And then, oh, and then, cause, cause that's another thing that kind of leads you to like maybe they were in on it too. Like you don't know that until you finally see their bodies. Those mannequins were terrible though. <laughs> yeah. It didn't look like them though. No. Especially Ryan Phillippe. That was bad. Yeah. I was like, is that supposed to be him? What? 
Yeah, they probably had to go start shooting cruel, in- cruel intentions at the time. So they're like, oh, we got to go. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> the sexiness between Sarah Michelle Geller and Ryan Philippi in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. like clearly, clearly whoever saw this movie was like, oh, my God, they're it. Cruel intentions mm-hmm. and cruel intentions came out later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're being all hot and bothered with each other, and like yeah. it is literally mm-hmm. like I'm watching Cruel Intentions. Well, they definitely had Cruel Intentions in this movie. I mean, yeah, kill the guys. <laughs> I so. mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, the the ending is what it is. It's it's not great. It's cool. Like once you get the relief of like the twist of who it is, you kind of have like a downturn of like the ending a bit. You know what I mean? It doesn't like uptick to a really cool ending. It's a it's a fight scene on a boat and, you know, people get thrown off and this and that. The hand thing I thought was cool, like chopping off his hand and it's hanging there. I thought it was a pretty cool scene. I just really didn't like the scene after where where Liv Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. are like talking to each other about like love or something like that. And I'm just like, I oh, love my. you. Yeah. I understand. Me too. The cheese is so I understand bad. your pain. You know, yeah. nobody gets me the way you do. What? That was the only scene where I'm like, oh, like you didn't need like dialogue at all. You just needed them to be holding each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. be, yeah, that's all you need. And then you go to a year later and you just assume they're back together. You don't need to have that dumb dialogue. I was like, that's horrible. That hurt me. By the way, it's like, who? How does she get him? I mean, she totally mistrusted him. She thought that he was the killer. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you say, like, nobody gets me the way you do? I mean, yeah. In a very poorly acted scene, mind yeah. you, where she goes, you're you're the fisherman. And she walks off. <laughs> oh, my God. That scene killed me. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as, like, the end end credit scene, I almost call it an after credit scene. I feel like it should have been after the credits. No, no. It's in the movie. Yeah. But I, but I feel like it should have been after the credits the way it feels, you know? Um, yeah. I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. You know, I thought it was a cool scene, you know, being like setting up a sequel and, and everything. <laughs> and the way that I like the way that the fisherman like jumps into camera. So he's coming at the viewer. Yeah. I thought it was like a cool thing too. So I like the actual end end scene. What about you, Greg? No, you don't take showers like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's well taking this whole at last part as a two parter. I really, I, I was digging the fishing boat set the, the scene i mean it was really grimy you had all of this unidentifiable fishing equi- uh, equipment lying around i mean i for me watching them go from like cabin to cabin or room to room in the boat i really couldn't get a good bearing on like where they were or what room was yeah. what which was a cool mm-hmm. it, it was a cool mechanic to get them to chase each other you know you had all the and, and then everywhere you looked there's just ropes and nets and hooks and hanging lights and planks of wood everywhere you had that ice room that was cool so the the set production of that on that last scene was was great i thought um from that point on he gets his hand chopped off and he falls into the water you should bleed out within you're dead you're dead why is he coming why is he coming back he's not dead i'll tell you what happened a jellyfish came and stung his wound so it carterized it so there you go oh my god <laughs> problem solved i solved it guys <laughs> i mean yeah he, he's definitely aquaman so yeah. you have to imagine my my reaction to the end is is probably just the opposite mm. of you guys like okay no you're not popping through a mirror you're dead oh no i think the end <laughs> is ridiculous like it's it's fair well it's it's ambiguous and i will it's ambiguous how is it ambiguous <laughs> that he it's, jumped it's ryan through ryan philippi in a, in a costume he's like hey well, wait a second around. Mm-hmm. I, I think the theory is, is it she's having a dream oh, or no. is it real mm-hmm. life? And I will tell you without spoilers it's real. that uh, <laughs> if you even just watch the first few minutes of the sequel, it starts off just normal. So, you know, it's a dream. Mm-hmm. 
she she's oh, having nightmares. So oh, so if that makes you feel better. Okay, good. As long as the guy's dead, I don't care. That's cool. We're good. I didn't say if the guy was dead or oh, not. Please. I'm just saying that <laughs> she was dreaming at the end. He comes he comes back in the sequel riding a porpoise and, and everything. So <laughs> he's back. He's shirtless like Jason Possibly. Momoa, but it's not, it's not I sexy. don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Uh, did you guys he's like I haven't fulfilled my porpoise? <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> Oh no! Do you guys want to hear what the original ending was supposed to be? Oh please, yeah, because that was. Oh, I think the, I know this. That was the, yeah, the original ending of the script and everything was uh was Sarah yeah. Michelle or Sarah Michelle Jennifer Love Hewitt gets an email and the email yeah. says I still know. So like that was supposed to be. <laughs> is that better, Greg? It's a little anticlimactic. In any, in any case, I mean, if it's a dream, that's fine. I I do like the e- the email thing. Maybe you like the email yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like it better than like a fake party invitation. Well, then he like, what is he going to pop out of the computer monitor? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the 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 original ending was just no jump scare. It was just the email and it cuts the block like that's it. It's, it's definitely interesting. I don't know if it's better. Yeah, though. yeah. I think this the studio or the director himself was like, this This is a boring ending. I'm going to do this. So he's the mm-hmm. one that changed the script. So I guess Kevin Williamson. This is a fun fact oh, it that is? I didn't include, mm-hmm. actually. Oh, go yeah, for it. Yeah, I read about this. So uh, I guess everyone else wanted the email mm-hmm. and the director really didn't. So he said that he shot their ending with the email, but he did it super boring. It was just very like blase and they get the email and it was super anticlimactic. And so then they shared it with test audiences who were like, that ending was horrible. (laughs) And then finally everyone came back and said, all right, fine, do the ending you want to do. So he did it on purpose because he did not want that ending. (laughs) They didn't have Greg in the audience being like, yes, I loved it. I love boring emails. (laughs) It would be a great outtake to like, if she just actually put it in the recycle bin and didn't even read it because she wasn't paying attention. And like, I think that would be a great like outtake as one of the many scenes where it it takes like a one in 100 shot for your plan to work in order to make this happen. But um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like the ending. I like it better than a boring email. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, sequels yeah. aside, I really didn't care. I thought it was just a good, nice jump scare at the end. You know, I thought it was cool. Um, it's it's a nice, lovely jump scare. Yeah, I thought it was a good <laughs> jump scare. You know, I liked it. Um, all right, so let's get to Rotten Tomatoes here a bit. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes for this movie, I was kind of surprised. You know, uh, you have a critic score of forty three percent. You have an audience score of forty percent. Um, I, I thought that was kind of low for me, like my memory of it, what I was thinking. Um, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that's a low score? Were you guys on that board? It seems low for such a popular movie that got a lot of money. It seems low. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, looking at some of these reviews, I feel like it should be lower than that with some of these reviews, which are kind of crazy. Mm. So like I pulled a negative and a positive review. Uh, so one of the, one of the negative reviews is a half, half star review. Somebody give it a half star. Somebody just wrote, this is all they wrote was, was I do know what you did last summer, make a crap movie. That's all they wrote. So oh, I thought that no. was kind of funny, you know, um, and then, and then a Arsh. positive review. And this is very universal to a lot of the positive reviews I wrote was, uh, was something like this. So this is a five star review for this movie. And all it literally said was naked Ryan P O M G yum. So that's uh, that, was, that was Laura's naked. original review when uh, that was my she original this. review. But he was not naked. What was that? He had his shirt about? off. He had his shirt off in that one scene. Shirt mm-hmm. off is naked now. Okay. <laughs> well, Laura wants more than that. She wants to see his <laughs> Ryan B. Yeah. 
<laughs> she wants full, full everything, Laura. Yeah. Um, we definitely see more of him in Cruel Intentions. That's yeah. For sure. Yeah. But, but going through the reviews, I saw. Rob's like, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying back to the, back to the review. I'm not talking about Cruel Intentions here. Like, like honestly, like going through a lot of these reviews, a lot of people who gave this four or five stars, that's all they literally will say is like, oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Like the, like just shouting out like the character's attractiveness as like, that's a positive review. So like, uh-huh. if this movie is only at 46%, if you were to take out those ones, which people, it's just like boners around, like it would be like a 20% movie, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. So I was just like, it was really fascinating to go through the reviews and be like, wow, this is what people are saying. This is so interesting. Yeah. I, I think that it's a problem because if you're younger and seeing this movie, like when I first saw it, you're, it, it totally was sex appeal. That was the yeah. 90s. You know, I, I'll admit it. Like mm. it was all about Ryan Phillippe and Sarah Michelle Geller was the bomb. And I think Jennifer Love Hewitt was too, probably. They, they all were. They're, yeah. they're all great. A bunch of pretty people. And, yeah. Yeah. And now I look back and I'm like, man, I literally feel like I am Max and Missy in this movie now, <laughs> you know, in my mid 30s. Like that's who I mm-hmm. resonate with. So, I can see if you maybe saw this at like a later stage in life, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I also think you lose a lot of people who have seen Scream first and are always going to compare it to Scream because Scream, mm. I don't care what you say, Rob, like Scream is the, it's the better movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so let's see our, what our ratings are. Let's see if we're going to spot out anybody's anatomy. Uh, so let's do, uh, <laughs> let's do, let's do one to five. Let's do how many fish sticks? How many fish sticks are you oh giving this God. movie? Fish sticks? How many fish sticks are you giving this movie? And, uh, and what do you dip your fish sticks in? Is everybody universally tartar sauce? No. Oh my God. What do you, Laura? What do you dip your fish sticks in? <laughs> I don't really eat fish sticks. So you don't? Oh, Mm-mm. no. What, I'm a, more of like a corn dog gal. <laughs> the Jason Momoa dog, yeah. <laughs> it's another one where we should have video right now. Uh, so, uh, what do you what do you think, Greg? How many fish sticks are you putting in your gullet? <laughs> this 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 movie got some positives and, and some negative. It's all about how it balance out how it balances out. Um, mm-hmm. Some things that I do agree with you, Rob, I, I think it is, the pace is great. I just, I think it is well shot and sequenced going from scene to scene, how they build the suspense. And um, I, I thought that was great. You know, one thing that we didn't talk about was how they wove this fishing nautical theme all throughout the movie. Hmm. They could have easily made that like an afterthought, like, oh, there's a boat. Okay, well, whatever. But they kept uh-huh. it strong the whole way. The main villain was literally a fisherman. I mean, that's such a cool, creative <laughs> character. And everywhere you went, the t- it was a fishing town. Everybody's fishing, cutting up fish. That's the market. That's where they generate their economy from. Everything was all about the the shore, the sea. That was, and I thought that was really cool. It created a really great atmosphere. Um, and then also something we didn't really talk about is they, I mean, they really kind of touch on these interesting concepts of guilt and how it can cause rifts in friendship. I mean, you know, the, mm. the, these are really close friends, but after a year since this incident, um, they're continually haunted by their past and this guy is tormenting them and they feel really guilty about doing it. And I thought it was uh, very interesting, you know, and, you know, the, the characters didn't know if they knew each other. Um, as well as they thought they did. So that was kind of cool. And of course, you know, I, I mentioned this before, I found myself concerned with who's the killer, which is kind of fun. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I cared much for the characters for a lot of the reasons we already stated. 
So, I mean, to me, there are moments where this movie is a, a pretty solid three. But again, going back to the absurdity of how this guy remains alive and gets around and <laughs> sets up these kills, it just injects so much two into it for me. So Damn. I just I just can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a two and a half fish thick. So it's like two two fish sticks and half dipped in. I'm gonna mix some tartar sauce with ketchup and mm. I'm a catch guy. So oh, okay, all right. Two and, two and a half fish sticks. Okay, nice. Wait, is tartar sauce mixed with ketchup bad or good? I'm confused because I don't really eat fish sticks. So <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's just makes it makes it sweeter. It makes it sweeter because yeah. ketchup is sweet. Because yeah. I feel like Greg meant to say that as a bad thing, but then you both went, ooh, so I don't it's, I don't uh, get it. Uh, it sounds pretty tasty. You put some tartar sauce and ketchup right. together. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, because we actually just had this. We gave our daughter, you can cut this. We gave her fish sticks today for lunch. And uh, keeping this in. <laughs> my husband was like, do we have any tartar sauce? And I was like, no, I'm just going to give her ketchup. And he was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, she loves them with ketchup. And mm. he was like, I guess. Mm, interesting. And it was like a negative thing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually any type of fish, you're usually going like tartar sauce. Like fish and shit. Like, Isn't yeah. tartar sauce made up of ketchup? Uh, Already? No, it's mayonnaise and relish. Oh, what? <laughs> Laura's throwing up right now. Why is it red? It's Why not, is it's not red? red. It's like a tar tartar sauce. Is salmon white. color. You're thinking of cocktail sauce, Laura. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you want to put on Jason Momoa, cocktail sauce. Yeah, <laughs> not tartar sauce. <laughs> I don't need to put anything on Jason oh, Momoa. Okay, all right, all right. He's good just the way. He's good the way. He is. Okay. Little little dollop of ketchup. Yeah, that's it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So oh shit! You're right. my mind is blown. I always thought tartar sauce was cocktail sauce. Yeah. Oh my mm -hmm. god! Wow, the things you find out on this pod, amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, mayo and relish? I hate both those things. Well, I, I don't like relish. I hate pickles, but for some reason, tartar sauce works. So I don't That's know. That's disgusting. There you go. Wow. There you go, Laura. Nope. All right, next time we get together, everybody's eating tartar sauce. We do a shoot. Nope. Do, a, do a shooter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we when we review that third, I know what you did last summer movie, we're going to have to eat some fish sticks. I refuse <laughs> to watch that movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. All right. Uh, so <laughs> what, what do you think, Laura? What's your rating going to be? How many plain boring fish sticks are you giving this movie with no sauce i'll dip it in ketchup calm down okay all right gross uh i, I know i've mentioned a lot of negatives but uh I, i'm i'm giving this a solid three and a half i i love this movie i think i've already gone into a lot of detail about some of the things that maybe didn't age well or felt really cheesy um and again like i I compare this to Scream a lot. I think we all do. And to me, it's not nearly as good as Scream. But yeah, I mean, it's always going to hold a dear place in my heart. So yeah, solid 3.5. 3.5. 3.5 fish sticks. So fish sticks. So you're doing yes. half a fish stick. Yeah. Half a fish stick? Like I already oh. took a bite. No sauce. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay. No sauce for Laura, everybody. No <laughs> sauce for Laura. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, you know, like, like I think everybody listening tonight, like I've been very positive on this review of this movie. And that just kind of goes back to like my initial thought of this movie, my vibe, my, you know, remembering how I felt back in the day when I saw it. And I really am super surprised. Like most of the times when we do this review, if I have that feeling, it's going to be a doomsday episode because I'm usually never going to live up to that hype. But man, I swear I dug this movie. All the little things aside, I just kind of went with it, you know, 
the plot holes of how the hell this guy cleans up scenes and things like that. Oh and, boy. Yeah, and Ross Geller popping up for 15 minutes was weird <laughs> oh, or whatever. Not but, Ross Geller. Okay, all right. Not Ross Geller. Okay, all right, all right. Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> let's just do a little friends thing again. Do you remember when Ross had that fake Ross? It was like Rachel's boyfriend that looked like Ross. Russ. Russ. Okay. Can we at least agree that Freddie Prince is Russ in this episode? Can we agree there, Laura? Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. We can. Oh, I'm glad we're ending with more accents. Good. I like this episode. <laughs> it's more Boston accent. Oh, there we go. Nice. I oh, like wait, it. No, that's like Jersey, actually. That's what am I it's doing? okay. It's okay. It's our East Coast. East Coast. East Coast. I tried. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, for me, like really digging this movie, like I wanted to ask Laura, she's not to pull up the docket right now. What did I rate Scream? What did I rate Scream, Laura, uh, back in the day when we reviewed that? You gave it a 4.5. 4.5. Wow. So if that's the scale of like Kevin Williamson to me, 4.5 Scream, and I really dug this movie, I think I'm no. going to go. <laughs> no, Rob. No, I'm going to save you some embarrassment. Don't do that. Like that, Don't do that? Are I, you prorating this rating based on the no, Scream rating? Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't, oh. You're trying to save me, Laura, from the, the the people on the you know internet that might come after me or something like that, you know? <laughs> I'm going to come after you're you. You're going to come after me? <laughs> okay, all right. No, I was just trying to get a baseline of like, man, where am I at with this? Because like I said, like I really dug this and so I'm so surprised. So I'm trying to get a line of like, what can I kind of give this at? But I'm going to say four then. I'm going to say a four. I love it. Yeah, so I'm going, I'm going to four. I'm going four fish sticks. All tartar sauce. Tartar sauce is just all over my body. I love tartar sauce so much. Yeah. <laughs> Laura's got to throw up right now. <laughs> just, have you guys ever heard Dane Cook? Sweet and sour when he goes, sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hearing Rob go, tartar sauce all over my body. <laughs> It's like, sir, you, it's not required for you to smother it all over your body. Just, just on the fish sticks. No, 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 no. All over my body. Okay. Yeah, this is a give it four tartar sauce. It's just all tartar sauce for me. So it's a, there you go. Um, but a good review, you guys. Good review. Good ratings. I mean, I, I really didn't think we were going to get this high ratings. I mean, Greg, you're at 2.5. But uh, Well, you know, you, you guys, it, uh, movies lose me when when you lose the, the scientific realism. Uh, you know, old men who are invincible. <laughs> To to two ton vehicles striking them at forty five miles per hour. Uh, Old man, they're invincible. <laughs> you, you get docked a couple points. Uh, always. Oh, Sorry. Man. What if what if it comes out like in? Uh, do you guys remember when we did Halloween three season of the witch? We found out that that uh, Michael Myers is a cyborg. cyborg. <laughs> what, if, what if we find out that the Hookman is a cyborg, Greg? Then would you would you raise your rating knowing that he's a cyborg? One hundred and fifty percent. That changes my rating. <laughs> It's the perfect uh, movie to use. Cyborg, uh, that would explain how he was able to breathe underwater. I know, right? How, how hmm. he could lose a limb and and a you know and live. So okay, wrap it up. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> Uh, so that's it for the review this week. Uh, next week is our listener <laughs> choice, and we're going to be reviewing 2011's <laughs> The Innkeepers. Uh, this right. is Kelly G's pick, uh, and she, uh, Laura, do you want to read? Are you back, Laura? Are you here? I don't have it. I don't, <laughs> oh, God. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> All right. I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. All right. Uh, and she uh, sent us an email. She said, uh, hello, you guys. I already You already did my all-time favorite horror movies, Halloween, you know, speaking of cyborgs, and Mothman Prophecies. Richard Gere might be a cyborg. But if you've ever no. done a ghost-type movie, that's why he blinks so much because his eyes need oil. No, you're... No. Okay. No. Okay. 
No? Okay. <laughs> but but uh, if we're ever doing... A, uh, this wasn't all in his in, in, in her email. Yeah. Uh, but if you're ever doing a ghost-type movie, I would love to hear you guys do my other favorite, The Innkeeper. So, and it says, thanks for the fun listen. So that's what we're doing next week. Uh, Kelly Kelly's uh, pick, Conjecture Choice. So I'm excited for that. You know, it's a movie I don't think any of us have heard of. None of us have no. seen it. Mm-mm. So it'll be a fresh watch all the way around, which should be cool. Um... Yeah, so speaking of conjecture choice, uh, we have the rest of our schedule uh, for the month posted on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, remember to keep sending in those picks, keep them ringing for anybody else that wants to send us in a movie we can reference uh, and watch a conjecture. If they're cyborgs, that's cool. Maybe Jason Momoa's in it. You know, that'd be pretty cool for Laura, Ooh, too. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> please, just anything with Jason Momoa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can contact us, email conjecturingpod at gmail, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod, and most importantly, our website, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Uh, and then also remember we have our merch store. Check that out, tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. And lastly, remember, subscribe, rate, review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on and check out the slash and cast podcast network, slash and cast.network. So that's it from the gold room tonight. This has been the conjecturing. I've been Rob and Laura and Greg. Yeah, until next time, remember Horace Objective, so conjecture away. See ya. Cheerio, mate. Amazing. See the guy. Helen in a bathing suit. I'll let you do things to me. (laughs) Find the guy. Currents are strong. How's the snapper? (laughs) Max is on the boardwalk. We ordered Mexican.